Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining the Detox and Rejuvenation webinar. I am Dr. Jacqueline, naturopathic doctor and the owner of the Wellness Trinity, where we provide natural solutions for modern day wellness. I just wanted to first make a disclaimer for everyone that's watching. What we discuss in this webinar is for educational and entertainment purposes only. What you do with the information is to be used at your discretion, as the recommendations are not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure, or prevent any diseases. Without further ado, I would like to introduce Brian Clement. He is a PhD in LN. He has spearheaded the international progressive health movement for more than three and one half decades. He is the director of the renowned Hippocrates Health Institute, Florida, the world's foremost complementary residential health center. Over the last half century, he and his team have pioneered clinical research and training in disease prevention using hundreds of thousands of participants who provided volumes of data, giving Clement a privileged insight into the lifestyle required to prevent disease, enhance longevity, and maintain vitality. Their findings have provided the basis for Hippocrates' progressive, state-of-the-art treatments and programs for health, maintenance, and recovery, their life transformation program. Brian Clement has written 20-plus books focused on health, spirituality, and natural healing. Among them are Living Foods for Optimum Health, Longevity, Life Force, which Dr. Colin Campbell calls one of the most important books ever written on nutrition. Supplements Exposed, published in 2010, reveals the pharmaceutical fraud rampant in the sales, production, and distribution of worthless and harmful vitamin pills. Additionally, the volume of Brian Clement's third volume series, Food is Medicine, was published in 2012, Lifelong Sexual Vitality. Brian Clement is a devoted husband and a caring father of four, who along with his wife, Anna Maria Gons Clement, PhD, LN, co-directs Hippocrates Health Institute. In addition to his research studies, Clement conducts conferences worldwide on attending health and creating longevity, giving humanity a roadmap for redirecting, enriching, and extending their lives. A licensed nutritionist, Brian Clement is a graduate of the University of Science, Arts, and Technology, where he has earned his PhD. Wow, that was a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you again, Dr. Brian Clement, for being on this webinar today. We are all honored to have you here, and we are going to be recording this and also being able to put on our social media. So, you know, more people can also see what's going on in in the natural health world and how you've really got to the root of helping so many people find their healing. And it's such an honor to have you here today. It's nice to be with you. Before I start asking you some questions, I just kind of wanted to debrief on what I learned personally in the program. And then, you know, we'll go from there. I'll ask you some questions and then we'll see if anyone has questions on the webinar today. I went to Hippocrates, if people weren't listening to us before, in 2011. And I got a lot of education. I left a vegan. Didn't really know how to get back into the world right away. But step by step, I started making changes and was able to now today, I'm drinking E3 Live and growing my wheatgrass. And everyone that knows me as a naturopathic doctor knows about green juices and enemas. (laughs) So anyone that is watching this today, you can thank Dr. Brian Clement for all the enemas that you guys are doing and the green juice that you were drinking and wheatgrass you're putting up your butt. The other thing is Paul decided he's he's my fiance and also he's a business owner of the wellness training too. He went in 2010 and when we met, we had this mutual Hippocrates education in common and which was great because it really helped build this business that we're doing. So what we learned at Hippocrates, the biggest thing was about having most of your diet sprouts and a good portion of it wheatgrass, lots of green juices, all raw and vegan. 
We learn a lot of different natural therapies, including the enemas and implants, like I mentioned. No caffeine, chocolate, meat, dairy, low or little fruit, once you have thing, no, nothing like candida. No fish or fish oils. Living for a purpose, healing your mind, body, and spirit. As you know, we're, we have to look at our body as a whole. There's so many questions that we can ask and dissect with all that. I'm sure with my long list of questions here, we're only probably going to tackle a few and feel free to expand as much as you want on any of the topics we talk about, because I know they're all very important. But one of the first things that we wanted to ask you and address to the audience is, what is the best water to drink? Well, that's pretty simple to know. Uh, Back when I was writing my book, Killer Fish, I had the opportunity to speak to three of the world's seven top oceanographic scientists and marine biologists. And they all told me the same sad news, that every drop of water that we drink on Earth now is at some level contaminated with not only the obvious heavy metals and other chemicals, but also plastics and pharmaceutical drugs. So in the North Pole and South Pole, There's pharmaceutical drugs, heavy metals, and plastics in the drinking water. Now, that's because of rain. They're nanoparticles. Now, for the average person listening to us today, the only accessible and affordable unit that takes those out in great part is distillation. So distillation is the way that we want people to go. Uh, Spring water, well water, Reverse osmosis water, do not take this out. And so it's pretty simple choice. And you can buy a distiller for a reasonable amount. I've had mine for 47 years, it never broke. Use it every single day. And this way you're taking care of something even more important than the food you ingest. Remember 70% of your body is water. Every one of us should be drinking at least half our body weight in ounces every single day. And if you're putting impurities in, I don't care if you're a vegan, I don't care if you're eating organic food, I don't care if you're exercising, have a great life and have a great mind. The fact of the matter is you can die if you drink contaminated water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do biofrequency scans and I see water contaminants in everybody. And as much as I've been working on their diet and supplements and all the other kind of stuff, that's been a huge question of mine. And we've been getting ozonated water. How do you feel about that? Well, ozone takes out the bad things like bacterias, microbes, etc. But you have to purify the water before you ozonate the water. So the truth of the matter is taking tap water and ozonating, it doesn't do a darn thing to it. except take out the bad biology. Okay, so you distill it and then you ozonate it. Absolutely. And um, for ozonated water, although you get minuscule amounts of oxygen, you do receive some oxygen from that. We were learning, I I don't know if it was from you, Paul's been watching a lot of your documentaries lately as we've been preparing for this webinar, but is it most of the oxygen that we get from water? Yes. As a matter of fact, water is hydrogen and oxygen, H2O. And so you actually receive more oxygen from drinking water. This is why water consumption is powerfully important than you do breathing. Mm. And so anyone who's ever been dehydrated, I've never felt worse in my life when I was dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's happening is when the oxygen is cut off to the brain, you actually start to become lethargic and can die from it. It's mm-hmm. oxygen deprivation you're dying from. So as long as it's distilled, you should be getting able to get enough water. Because I found that there are certain waters that like I'll get purified water from the water store and I still feel like I'm thirsty. 
Yeah. Well, the reality is, we'll go back and give a, expound on this. Back during the 19th century, there was a naturalist from Austria who basically started to realize in nature, whenever you looked at water, be it rivers or streams or brooks or waterfalls, the water comes down and moves in a vortex, large circle at the top, small circle at the bottom. What that's literally doing in nature is organizing the structure of the water. Now, to be, I don't want to confuse the listeners, but what water really is, is not just hydrogen and then the next molecule, oxygen. It's hydrogen, hydrogen, oxygen. When you look at the chains, how it absorbs better, how your body hydrates easier, you have a hydrogen, hydrogen, oxygen, so you can take the distilled water, you don't need a fancy alkalizing unit, you basically put it in a bottle, get a gallon jar that somebody's throwing out, clean it, and spin it for about 10 to 15 seconds. And what you're really doing is organizing the structure of the water, making it more hydratable. I have a jar with glass right now, so if I just... That's right. So take it. Let's do it right now. People are watching us. Take hand on on the bottom and the hand on the top. Go ahead and do it for everyone now. So like, well, no, the opposite. So you, oh, you can't turn it. So the water's filled. You can't do it. But if you had uh, it enclosed, yeah, excuse me. If you had it enclosed and you put your hands like this, you would spin it like this. And okay. So if it was sitting on the table, I would go like this. No, no. You actually take the whole jar in your hand. Turn it oh, horizontal. It was closed. So. Turn it horizontal if it's closed, and just spin it for about ten seconds. Okay. We always joke and say, "Put salsa music on and have fun." <laughs> dancing with your water. <laughs> so when you dance with your water, you get more hydrated. <laughs> oh, much more hydrated. And, uh, oh, that's wonderful. Hydration is pretty important. I mean, as you know, when we deal with people like you, who are healthy and sensible, who come here to maintain youth and health, and people who are really sick that are dying. And, and one of the things we keep, our medical team keeps an eye on here constantly is the hydration part of it. Because if you dehydrate it, mm-hmm. you can do your knees quicker than anything else. Yeah. And you know what I found with doing hair mineral analysis tests that people will be excreting a lot of their potassium when their adrenals are really stressed. Absolutely. And so they're not going to be as hydrated too, right? Absolutely. And the adrenals being stressed is so common. I mean, the average person today who doesn't think they have stress probably have adrenals that are stressed 100 times more than somebody 100 years ago. Oh, yeah. And yeah. do you think that's mostly just because of the environment? Well, you know, we, we exposed ourselves to rare things and new things that we never did before. I mean, your generation, as an example, completely grew up with a cell phone. You wouldn't know how to function without a cell phone. That's an abnormal process. Uh, if you go back to my great-grandfather's generation, they didn't have automobiles. My Tesla today, I'll drive 80 miles an hour home. If I put a man from 1850 into the car and did that, most likely he, or if I had a woman in there, would die of a heart attack. Uh, we get on planes and we fly six, 700 miles an hour. We don't think of these. We take these things for granted. Watching television, the list goes on. We are all in modern culture and society exposing the human body to something that has never, ever been exposed to, in some cases until the last 10 years, and in some cases the last 70 years. And because of that, We haven't evolved. We haven't adapted and evolved to a point where this is without stress. So this is why the adrenal glands are pumping cortisol out like it's never seen before. We're in fight and flight from Mm -hmm. the reptilian brain all all the time. 
And actually, that brings me up to my next point. Unfortunately, we moved next to some power lines and some cell phone towers. That was definitely not something I wanted at all. This is a very short-term solution. What can people do to protect themselves against EMFs? Uh, well, like I have this black tourmaline I carry around with me. I have a few pieces in my pocket. Those things that you can wear. I mean, what's really good? I don't know for sure. So the listeners do not realize because it's we've been seduced into thinking that somebody higher than us is protecting us. Mm-hmm. They're not. During the Clinton administration, they did a landmark study to see whether or not cell phones gave brain cancer. They fudged the study, said no, and then later it was exposed that they actually discovered it did create brain cancer. High-tension wires. There was a study done here in Boca Raton, Florida, not far from Hippocrates, where they put a middle school, you know, young teens or preteens into the school, and the ADD rates went up five times, and absenteeism went up four times, and they finally did a study and realized it was a high-tension wires. And the cancer rate doubled in that school. And they won that, and they finally moved the high-tension wires. So these are things that we have to be concerned about. About five years ago, when I was speaking in Germany, a doctor came to visit with me and had read everything I'd ever written and basically said, I concur with you, and I think you'd understand what I'm doing. I'm working with Russians, and we figured out the most effective way to protect yourself from electromagnetic fields. But he's a typical scientist. So we asked him to make a device that people could wear, but he couldn't quite get that together. He's brilliant at science, but not really at marketing. And so Anna Maria, who you know, I worked with him for two and a half years. And now this year, January of this year, we came out with the strongest device on the planet called High Pulse, HHI meaning Hippocrates Health Institute Pulse. And it works at a 360 degree angle. And what it really is, is they took fabric, fiber, and they weaved it together geometrically so that it actually attracts electromagnetic frequencies, renegade electromagnetic frequencies. And then they ground up in a particulate fashion quartz crystal, and they smothered this cloth with it. And so this pulse, I'm wearing one right now, you won't be able to see it, but this should be worn and affixed to every one of us around the solar plexus 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, I have an electric car. I mean, there's so many things that we're being exposed to. You and I sit in front of a computer right now. We're being exposed to that. Of course, all of our computers here are protected at Hippocrates, but does that mean everyone's are? So what do you do to protect your computer? So then there is GIA, and very soon we're now taking that German technology and we're going to employ it. Hippocrates will have a super level protector for computers, for even electric cars, for routers in your home. So even when the router's not off at night, which it should be, we're going to put it on there when you're using the computer and have to have the router on. Okay. It's interesting. Yeah, Paul and I were both thinking about that because we thought about going to Hippocrates again at some point, and he is on the computer for his work during the day. And he's like, well, they have Wi-Fi now. I wonder what they do to protect themselves because <laughs> obviously we, we know you know, that. One of the new technologies we've been using here for a while now is called QRS out of Germany. And what we did is we disassembled one of the machines and we affixed it to the top of Wigmore Hall. And literally the entire institute's campus of 55, 60 acres have this healing pulsation going out with scalar waves 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So we very much took care of it here. And more and more awareness is coming up worldwide. And you're going to see, although this 
we created this at Hippocrates. You're going to see this being commercially available, not by us, but by the engineers and companies that are making these things. Oh, that's great. So if any of the listeners or we wanted to purchase these things, we can um, go on your website. Is that how we can find it? Yeah, them? on their website or give a call to the shop here on campus. And you can look up the magazines would have things about this in it. So URS is available, but at least get immediately all of the listeners, you and your loved ones and friends should be wearing these high pulses. It's just incredibly important. You could eat right and think right and exercise, as you know, and end up sick because you're being zapped by electro radiation. Yes. Yeah. I'm totally with you on that. And it's been a huge question of mine, especially now with this 5G network. So do you find that this is going to be effective with the 5G network as well? Yes, it is. And uh, because this is universal uh, spectrum frequencies. But the truth is with 5G, what we're doing now is permeating uh, neurons more than we have with the 3 and 4G. And so you're going to see a lot more mental disorders, a lot more learning disorders, a lot more depression uh, from the use of the 5G. As you remember, all of these digital technologies also cross-circuit the brain. Up until now, everything's been analog. So as an example, a very astute ear, not mine, but a very astute ear goes back to records because they can actually hear the flow, the natural biological flow in a record, where if you take a CD, it's little bullets, little pieces of squares of sound that come to you, or digital uh, full-spectrum TVs. Your brain is actually being exposed to segmentation, and that destroys the neurological system and literally confuses the brain. So this 5G, I can't uh, tell you everything I've read about it from the physicists that I follow and read, say this is really going to bring us to a deeper level of dysfunction. Yeah, I mean, this world's already kind of going a little crazy. We don't need any more of that. Oh, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, I'm really happy. I know you're always ahead of pioneering this field, and that's great to know that there's answers, even though we are living in this crazy world. A lot of people think we can do this stuff with diet alone, and I'm like, no, we need supplements. We need to protect ourselves from these EMFs. My next question is, so, okay, so I understand what you're doing is you're protecting the body from the EMFs that are coming in. So what about if someone's already has that dirty radiation in their body? How do you detox them from that? What you have to do, there's new cushions or insoles that you put into your shoes that coming out of Toronto, Canada. I'm so bad. I know the science, but I forget the product names. Uh, But you can put this up on your website later that not only ground you, but work with the power points in your foot. Literally, in a way, it's electromagnetically detoxifying you. So powerful. It's, it's stunning to me. Uh, when I was first presented with this, I thought it was an embellishment. I thought it was a lie. That it, it creates balance in people. Now, a study that came out about three years ago stunned all of us. They said after the ripe young age of 50 years old, we're not talking about 90 years old, every year you become one and a half percent more feeble. You imagine natural biological fibility where you can't stand as long, you get a little thrown off, When you're going in an elevator, your head spins. This was made for that purpose, but works perfectly well to detoxify the electromagnetic pollutants that have created neurological disorder in you. So um, I apologize for not remembering the name, but it's only one set of these inserts that you put into your souls, insoles, that do this. And the Indian North American doctor that created is brilliant, I'll tell you. Wow. 
Okay, well, we'll have to look into that and I'll put a link on my um, show notes later on when we figure yeah. that out. On that note of stress and adrenals, the other thing I was wondering about is caffeine. You know, lots <laughs> of people are drinking caffeine and that's the, you know, the one thing people don't want to give up is their coffee. Well, let's talk about it. I mean, coffee and tea both have an enormous amount of caffeine, but so does chocolate and chocolate has a secondary element that literally is more aggressive than caffeine. Now, if you say coffee to me or tea, the biggest concern I have is the acidity in it. Now, all of you know this to be true, but you've disacknowledged it. If you look at the teeth of people that consume massive amounts of coffee or tea, it's actually pitted and brown. That's acidity doing that. Now, the same acidity that can take hard tissue, like a rock, your teeth, and break it down. Can you imagine what it does to the sheathing on your nerves? That's why you see people that drink a lot of coffee literally are very nervous people. Because actually the covering, the protection on their nerves is now gone, or in great part. So it's a problem. Uh, Caffeine acts like a narcotic. Uh, The most successful restaurant in history was Starbucks. I forget how many they were building a week at one point, but why it's a drug dealer. So it's an addictive substance. And so when you constantly will go out of your way and spend $5 for a 10 cent cup of coffee, it just shows you coffee and sugar. It's really ironic that people put sugar in their coffee are the two most addictive substances uh-huh. known to man, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and when we say known to man, we're talking about cocaine. Did you see the study that came out on sugar back in, in uh, December last year? That they actually now discovered all sugars, including fructose, is 20 times, 20 times more addictive than cocaine. And caffeine comes in at a very, very addictive level, very close to that, much more than illicit drugs. Yeah, it's just so funny that we'll put down alcohol or cocaine or even some people don't like marijuana. But, you know, we have caffeine and sugar that are seems almost worse than that. And yet that's allowed (laughs) in modern day life. Dope and non-accepted dope. That's it. Right. It's it's funny, but that's the way people think, you know, what's what's blessed and what's not blessed. (laughs) Yeah, this might sound like a silly question, but how important then do you think, you know, I have people come to me and they want to detox and they still want to have their coffee. So how important do you think it is to get rid of every single source of caffeine when they are detoxing? Number one, I think it's powerfully important because as you become cleaner, you become more, you become stronger, your immune system builds and you become more vulnerable. So if you're polluted and clogged and have coatings of disorder on your organ systems, and now those deadly things are gone, and now you're taking caffeine, it actually accelerates the problem because you become faster, higher, more degraded. Acidity will permeate deeper into the cells of the body. So my problem with people generally today is people are without values. They don't have real core values anymore. That, you know, they go with the wind and whatever is popular, whatever they're told or whatever. Just look at politics today. They actually lie and lie and lie and people start to believe the lie. And the population is just completely out of touch with reality generally. And they're willing to vote for people that actually go against their good. The same thing with this. I mean, if you say you want to be healthy, well, then let's be healthy. Don't make compromise. You're not a little pregnant ever. You're pregnant or you're not pregnant. Mm -hmm. And you're not a little healthy or, you know... Or, or not healthy. You're either healthy or not. And, and, and the truth of the matter is people have got, in my opinion, people have got to take life really serious and realize that life's a gift. 
Mm-hmm. And it's a damn gift. And we better get humble ourselves and appreciate it and not need all of these diversionary tactics. Not go out of our way to, to fog our brains or to be less clear. You know, you, you mentioned grass before. When I was a kid for 10 years, I smoked grass practically every day. I was stoned every day. I don't know how I functioned. I don't know how I went to school. I don't know how I, I drove a car. And I finally gave it up when I was very young. And about three years after that, I happened to be at a festival and somebody was passing around a joint and I took a toke of it. And I was pissed off for four days. And it took me about five years after that to realize what I had done. I was feeling so low about myself, feeling so bad about who I was when I was a young man, that I, when I liberated myself from getting high, I felt better. Once I felt good about myself, it pissed right. me off. It pissed me <laughs> off, hurt my attention from that. And yeah. it, it's really interesting. And caffeine is no different than that. Just, it's it's uh, an illicit substance. I mean, it, just because it's legal, just like people say drugs and alcohol. Shit, alcohol is the worst drug ever created on the planet Earth. There's no drug worse. I never worry when I'm driving on the road about cocaine addicts or heroin addicts killing me in the car. It's an alcoholic that I'm worried about. Right. I don't know families, many families that break up because their father's on heroin or cocaine. It's because their father was a drunk. Socially accepted nonsense is what it is. You know, once you can actually get rid of all the drug that you're using, then it opens up that door to, for you to realize. That's a wonderful thing. Or something. <laughs> right. It's a wonderful thing to share. When you're, when you're on the, the, what we call the dope train, whatever that dope is, whatever the substance, overeating, sugar, whatever it may be, you're basically desensitized. You're not conscious. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts, your, your attitude is being governed by stimulus or depressant. It's not being governed by spiritual understanding. And so you become enlightened. That's why every religion and spiritual belief in the world talks about clean diets. The reason yeah. for that, it's not just haphazard that that happens. Yeah, no, I totally believe it too. You know, I'm a Christian and I don't necessarily believe like your your food is going to make you more loved by God. But I do feel like your when your brain is clear, you just feel better and you can think better and you just are happier. You're right. And the punchline is that God's inside of you, not outside of you. So if you start to love and kiss and support spiritual existence, you become more aware, not better, not more enlightened. Nobody's better and more enlightened. That's mm-hmm. all. It's arrogant stuff. But what you become is you. The, the struggle we have as human beings today is just to be human. Mm-hmm. It's not, not to be superhuman. It's just if we could just be human, because human is perfect. Human mm-hmm. is loving. Human is good. Human is contributory. Human is kind. We've so broken down our image of who we are. We think we're bad people, and we have, we're not that. If you were to all be put in a position, all of us listening today, to say that what's the one thing that we all want? If you were candid and honest, you want love. You want to be loved mm-hmm. and you want love. That's what all of us desire. Yeah. You know, and on that note of spirituality and the other thing that comes up is emotions, emotional healing and, and also spiritual healing. So how much of that do you believe uh-huh. is important in people's journey and their, their health and detox well, you know here, that's the number one detox. Um, everyone that comes to Hippocrates through the Life Transformation Program sees psychotherapists. It's the most important thing we do here. Because until you get rid of what we call your mental fog, your mental trash, your self-loathing, you will not eat right. You will not exercise. You won't find healthy relationships. You'll have a job you hate. You'll get in a marriage you should break up in. You're a self-saboteur. Now, This is an interesting story. About four or five years ago, I was on a long lecture tour. I just came off one 
three weeks in Europe, a country a day. And as the plane was landing here in West Palm Beach, I had this revelation. Everyone, so I was so exhausted, my brain sort of opened up. And I realized that the emotions of a person is actually a representation of your spiritual depth or lack of spiritual depth. Mm. So I wrote a book. It's called Emo Spirit. And mm. people are really interested in this. I'm not trying to sell a book. I'm telling you, this I really think pinned it, got it right. And I put the word emotion and spirit together because I actually believe that who we are as individuals, what our contribution is, how we live our lives, what we choose to do, who we choose to be with, who we choose to love, how we choose to work is actually spiritual. It's mm -hmm. not an emotional process or a physical process. It's actually our living out our spiritual understanding. And so when we start to see, as you've pointed out a minute ago, your emotional state improving and becoming more stable and not needing a substance to hide from you. It's actually a process of a spiritual evolution. And I believe that we are really spiritual people. We're not physical people. We're not emotional people. And Emo Spirit, I really loved writing that book. It's sort of a stream of consciousness came to me and, and put it together. Yeah, that was a great explanation of that. I do live and dry blood cell analysis. Thanks for Hippocrates' inspiration. I'll see that pattern in the dry blood with their emotions and different things that have happened. Can you explain to listeners how this actually your emotions get imprinted? Yeah, I mean, this is a matter of fact, I was telling the story here in class today. Anna Maria was one of the leaders in, in dark field analysis, as you know, and she was training a lot of the doctors for decades. And we moved on to different technologies now, but the, one of the tricks that we, we had is 80% of our guests return here. And some of them we get to know, intimately. We know them better than we do family. They're here every six months, every year. And those people, when they would come into Anna's office and we were doing the microscopic investigation, we would actually see their cells flowing. And Anna Marie would call me. And I knew that a minute later I would come from, my office used to be next to hers when you were here. And I would come from my office to her and get into the room and scream at the top of my lungs. The guest would look at me like I had gone kooky. We did to do a little bit of an experiment. And what was really, really interesting is in 100% of the cases, we did this about 138 times, uh, 139, excuse me, times. And in 100% of the cases, free-flowing cells that were moving in the way that without Rouleau, without what it should be, clumped together and went into the corner like they were finding a way to hide from a monster. Wow. Spontaneously. 60 seconds, 30 seconds to 60 seconds. The emotional state was actually represented in the cellular pattern. And, you know, Anna was about ready to write a book years ago on the emotional finding she found, which was more interesting to her on dark field than anything else. You're right. You're, you must be astute. You're getting it. You're picking it up. <laughs> you should have a talk with her about it. I watched it. She was the expert in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would love to talk to her about that. You know, we're the wellness trinity for a reason. We, you know, we see the we're mind, body, and spirit, and we have emotions. We have all these parts, and we can't neglect one if we really want to get to the root of oh. health challenges. And you remember, you've got to feed your spirit, and feeding your spirit is emotional strength as well as biological strength. And, you know, most of you listening were Jews or Christians growing up. It says it on page one to live this way. One, it tells you to do this. There's a reason for that. I know when I started to fast years ago, and I finally realized the only time I'd ever heard about fasting is in uh, spiritual writings. And there's a reason for that. It's to liberate yourself to go to a higher place, not external, but internal. 
we only have a few more minutes and I know you, you have to run. All this stuff is so fascinating and just so many questions that I've just been dying to pick your brain at. <laughs> I guess we might as well talk a little bit about the diet. People are always going to be curious about that, the raw vegan and why there's no fruit. And why don't you pick out a few things on what do you think our listeners should know about that's very key and important to know? As you know, because you were one of our good students here, over the decades, we discovered the four elements within the living food, the proper living food, that protected you from premature aging, helped you prevent and reverse disease. And that's hormones, oxygen, phytonutrients, and enzymes. As many of you listening know, because you're probably a better than average student audience, Women and men go for hormonal therapy, bioidentical hormonal therapy. That's all made from plants. Now, what hormones are, are the language of the body. It's how cells communicate with one another. Mm -hmm. If you can eat plants, by the way, you won't have premature uh, menopause or mm -hmm. premature menstruation or all of the things people are suffering with today. Men won't have the level of prostate cancer and emotional stability will reign, etc. Oxygen, the only two natural ways you get oxygen is breathing and from what you ingest, water, which we spoke about, and food. And where the most oxygen is, is in green leafy plants. Mm -hmm. And the highest level of them are sprouts or edible weeds. Mm -hmm. level of oxygen. Mm -hmm. Phytonutrients, we could do a 10-hour show on that alone. That's a remarkable medicine we found in raw plant-based foods, only plant-based foods. That's the most powerful medicine ever discovered in the history of modern science. Throughout the entire history of science, we haven't found anything more healing than phytochemicals that are in every plant for free. And enzymes, which you know, your body's electric. Mm -hmm. So when I look at your body, I'm looking more at an electrical body than I am a biochemical body. Where do you get your energy to keep that electric body going? And enzymes, which mm -hmm. is only in raw food. So hormones, oxygen, phytochemicals, and enzymes all are completely gone once you heat the food above 160, 180. Gone. They don't exist. So that's number one, why raw food. Number two, fruit, which I believe was the original diet of man, no question. It's a perfect food. It falls from a tree, you pick it up, eat it, throw the seed out, it grows another tree. But we started to mess with that. The Chinese started to mess with it thousands of years ago. We started to high breed hybrid fruit. Now, the average fruit today has 30 times more sugar than the ancestral fruit. The human body's pancreas, which regulates blood sugar, no longer functions because we're the third or fourth or fifth generation that have been eating massive amounts of complex sugars, you know, white sugar, honey, uh, maple syrup, the worst, agave syrup. You know, all of this stuff is nonsense. It actually destroys the pancreas. And so now the fruit has massive sugar in it, our body doesn't have a pancreas to regulate the sugar, so it ends up staying in the blood. And if you're really unlucky, you immediately get low blood sugar, hypoglycemia, or diabetes. But if you don't, it will feed cancer, and it will feed viruses, and it will feed mold, and it will feed fungus, and it will feed bacteria. Worse than that, it ages you. You've read my series of books as a health educator for the doctors, right? Food is medicine. I have a whole chapter on how fruit sugar ages you. Uh, wow. A little bit, yeah, a little bit of fruit that's ripe and organic in a healthy person's diet, perfectly fine. But when you're sick with any of those diseases I just mentioned, you avoid fruit and all sugars like the plague. When someone has healthy-looking cells, like one or two pieces a day, I think is what you said, right? 
Absolutely. You know, think about it 15% of by weight of your diet. So you say one or two pieces a day. How about if it's one 20 pound watermelon? You got to watch how you say this. So if you look at your overall diet, if you're eating a pound of food, 15% of that pound basically can be fruit Ripeness is important too, as you recall. No fruit, including organic fruit, is intentionally picked ripe. They cannot pick ripe fruit and ship it and bring it to the store. It would rot. So they pick it a month, two months, three, four, or five months early. And it literally rapes the body. It comes in and sucks nutrition out of the cells, out of the bones, out of the teeth. And this is another problem beyond the sugar content. Now, I don't want to make fruit sound like it's evil, but the truth of the matter is we've made it evil because we've messed with it. I have so many more other questions for you, but our time is up here. How can our listeners get a hold of your institute or information that your books, anything that you have to offer? Because there's so much that you offer to the world. <laughs> well, number one, we have, as you know, we have a magazine that comes out quarterly and you can sign up that for free. You can get on the internet. Most of the people up, obviously everyone listening to us now is internet savvy. So get on and get on the Hippocrates website, and there you can find out all the books and offerings and what we do and upcoming programs and where I'm traveling in the world to speak. Before you got on uh, with me, we are talking, I'm going to be in California now from the 10th until the 18th, I think, and I just got back from five countries in Europe, and then I'll be in Israel, and I'll be in Turkey and countries like that in June. All of that can come to you from HippocratesInstitute.org. We're a nonprofit, as you know. So H-I-P-P-O-C-R-A-T-E-S, institute, I-N-S-T dot org. And then it will come up. And you can actually see the, ever since 1980, all of the magazines that we've printed too, with wonderful stories about people who reverse cancers and multiple sclerosis and HIV and easy things like diabetes, which isn't a disease, and heart disease. And uh, you may want to read those stories. There's hundreds and hundreds. Yeah, definitely. I had one from my experience too, back in 2011. Anyway, thank you so much, Dr. Brian Clement. And I hope maybe we can talk more and get more into some of the other details. But I really do appreciate your time and that, you know, it's such a wealth of knowledge and sure really encourage the audience and future audience that's going to listen to this and put it up on YouTube and other social media platforms. So thank you again. Thanks for having me and keep up your good work. Everyone be well out there in the world. Be optimistic. Everything's going to be okay. (laughs) Okay, thank you. And if any of you are interested in learning more about having a consultation with me to discover what is at the root of your health and fitness challenges so you can live the best life that you can live and fulfill your callings and purpose in life, please visit thewellnesstrinity.com to learn more about our in-office and distant consultations. (laughs) 